Hey there, welcome to another episode of the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. The show is brought to you by Conversa, a podcasting agency for B2B brands to help them start podcasts to connect with prospects, create content, and grow brand awareness. I'm Jeremy Shear, and my guest today is Kelly Walensiak, Head of Global Marketing and Communications at Televerdi, a company offering turnkey sales and marketing solutions, and also a company that employs women in prison to help them get their lives back on track. So Kelly, it is really great to have you on the show. Great to be here. I'm excited. And now, listeners and viewers, as you can probably hear, we're also joined by some birds because Kelly is sitting outside and there are some birds around that also have something to say and want to contribute to the podcast. Kelly, do you have any idea what kind of birds those are by chance? I have no idea, but it's to the point where I don't even hear them anymore. So people, when I have calls do, obviously, I just kind of get used to just tuning them out. But yeah, no, it sounds like I'm in a, yeah, a wilderness or something. <laughs> Either they're, they have something to say to us or they're talking to each other. It's, we're, we're not clear on that, but, uh, they're going to be part of this conversation. So just letting listeners know. So anyway, Kelly, again, great to have you here. And let's just get right into it, starting with, you know, the company's mission and your guys' model of providing employment opportunities for women in prison. Just tell us about that and, and how that came about and how that all works. I describe our workforce as our biggest competitive differentiator. As you said, most of our workforce is made up of incarcerated women inside several U.S. prison facilities. It's a highly progressive model today, but you can imagine how progressive it was in 1994, which is when Televerde first launched. So we launched the same year as America's Tough on Crime Bill was passed. So the mood of the country wasn't to rehabilitate men and women in prison. It was really this lock them up and throw away the key. So we're literally a company born in purpose, embracing a community that most people were ignoring, discarding. So our founder happened to be a volunteer with the prison ministries program who one day had this idea. He called it divine intervention, that if he could teach incarcerated women a professional skill, then they would get out of prison and they could restart their lives. So our first CEO met with our founder. He was a former IBM executive and had a strong background in technology. And he literally fell in love with the idea. So he built the company to where it is today, retiring in 2018. So the women who work for us, they're hired, they're compensated. We pay state minimum wage, skilled in the art of sales and marketing, and certified in marketing technologies that are very competitive and sought after on the outside. So think Outreach, Marketo, Salesforce, Eloqua. And while the women are technically not employees, as we contract them to work with us through each Arizona State Department of Corrections, we ensure that they learn beyond the scope that they are in. So for example, we help them understand customers, sales cycles, competitors, market differentiation, financial measures, margins, operating efficiencies, really the core drivers of business. They're also part of our performance management process, which means we work with them regularly to plan, coach, and review their performance so they continually improve. Our goal is really to help them do their best work so they can succeed beyond us. So while many women come to work for us after they're released, the overwhelming majority go work for other companies. So we want to make sure they're where they need to be. If women want to continue in their role as call center agents, we support that. 
But we also know that many women, they want to grow beyond that area of the business. So we offer career pathing as well. So many of our women go on to become account executives, IT specialists, Salesforce administrators, marketing managers, project managers, you name it. There is no area of the business that is off limits, not even the C-suite. Many of our competitors actually, not only do they poach our employees, they, they actually hire them because they're so skilled after they're released from prison. And then in conjunction with this, we have a nonprofit organization called the Televerde Foundation. So this delivers a robust reentry program that really focuses on like the life skills, personal professional development, career readiness, dress for success, job training, development, mentoring. Because what we found is that preparing women to be competitive in the job market solves half the problem. The other half is really addressing the issues that led them into prison so that they don't return to prison. So this holistic program that we created actually not only increases their marketability and provides a competitive advantage when they enter the hiring process, it also helps them transition successfully into their communities and back into their families. And one thing I want to point out is the three-year recidivism rate in the country is about 68%. Five years, you're looking at 70%. For our women, we've had 3,500, more than 3,500 women graduate and our recidivism rate, and that's the reconviction rate, is just 5.4%. So it's really effective to have this model that's been working and really supporting and empowering women for almost 30 years. I mean, that is truly remarkable and just a, an amazing example of a, of a company that really is driven by this mission. And I mean, of course, this makes business sense for you guys, right? I mean, you wouldn't do it. You you have to keep the business working too. So, I mean, I imagine, you know, someone from the outside might be like, well, how can you rely on women in in prison? Like, aren't aren't they by default kind of unreliable? I mean, they are in prison, right? But obviously you guys have found a way to make this work so that the business is profitable and can keep doing this work. Right. Well, working for us isn't easy. It's not an easy job for women to get. So I think women who make the decision to come work for us, they've reached a point in their life. Some of them have been through the system their whole adult lives, in and out, in and out. And many have been, this is their second or third trip into prison. So they've reached a point in their life where they're saying, you know what, I have to do something different or I'm going to die or I'm going to spend the rest of my life in prison. So They've kind of had, they've hit rock bottom in some way, and they see Televerde as being maybe the last chance I have to kind of turn it all around. So we're getting women who are hungry for this opportunity. And don't forget, just by nature of the environment that they're in, they don't have distractions that you and I have. So there isn't this work-life balance. So once they make the decision to come work for us, in many ways, I would say, and the women describe it as this, they just want to keep learning. So they're a captive audience, so to speak. So they'll just continue to consume as much knowledge as they can so they can either grow in other areas of the business or at least grow in their role. Our goal now for the next 10 years is to extend these life-changing opportunities to 10,000 women, right? So the last almost 30 years, it's been over 3,500. So We're looking to extend these opportunities. And in order to do that, Televerde as a for-profit company has to grow. But for our company, our purpose is the driver for existence beyond revenue and profit. So it reflects how we contribute to society with impact 
and our customers are a part of this. So as I was kind of thinking about it, like human beings, even B2B business leaders and decision makers, we innately kind of seek out connectedness, purpose, and growth, right? We want to know that the work we're doing has meaning. We want it in our personal lives. But I think to an increasing degree, we're seeing it in people wanting to have that as consumers as well. So as more and more people are looking to what they buy, they want what they buy to also add meaning and purpose to their lives. So connectedness in the B2B space operates on that deep level that allows for clear, rational thinking, yet reframes what's ultimately important about the transaction. So when companies are talking about purpose, we're kind of coming in as a partner and helping them build that kind of purpose-driven partner ecosystem that's so important because companies are being looked at very differently. It's not just saying, well, we're purpose-driven. You have to be purpose-driven in every action, interaction, reaction, and transaction you have as a company. We're helping them with that. And, you know, companies can continue to buy from the same companies they always have, or you can bring in a partner that not only optimizes business results, but it's also allowing you to have societal impact. So I was going to say, I like to say that we deliver an ROI and an ROP for our clients. So ROI is that return on investment and ROT is that return on purpose. And I would say both are equal now and both matter, you know, to, to stakeholders. Okay. So now we're speaking about that competitive advantage that you mentioned, you know, right up top in our conversation. And now let's pivot a little bit and talk about from a marketing perspective, how this mission and your guys' whole model, how that impacts and influences your content marketing strategy. And what's interesting to me about that is that it seems like that could be a little delicate. That on the one hand, you obviously need and want to tell this story that you're telling us right now, right? Because that's a big part of your competitive advantage. But the way you tell it is really, really important because I could see just even hearing about this, you know, for the first time, I, I would imagine a critique, a possible critique, or at least a question could be like, aren't you exploiting these women in prison? Like this, you know, not forced labor exactly, but you know, you know what I mean? Like I could see how that critique could, could crop up. And so I imagine one of your challenges is you got to be pretty careful about how you portray this, how you tell the story and so on. I want to hear what you have to say, obviously, but I'll, but, but I guess I'll kind of ask a broad question. Like what is your strategy for focusing on this mission and this great story in how you guys do your content marketing? Yeah, well, you bring up a good point because I mentioned it as a competitive differentiator, but you're right. Our competitors use our model against us because they are taking the stigma of men and women with a criminal background. And they're saying, you know, these aren't good workers. It's slave labor. You know, you have the exploitation and you also have it on the other side too, where people are critical of, well, why are you giving jobs to incarcerated women when people on the outside who have always been good citizens could do these same jobs? So we, we prepare, we're not going to kind of solve these kind of far left or far right thinking. We kind of focused on, on the middle, right? And building a content strategy and talking about our business model, I can talk to you about it, but I'm not a graduate of the model. So what we like to do is to take our graduates and even to take women who are incarcerated and have them share their stories because hearing from them and hearing what their life was like before this opportunity and what their life is like now or what their life is projected to be like now because of the skills it's harder to make those claims, one, that they're undeserving of it, because when you're hearing them talk, 
you feel an emotional connection to them. I mean, this could be your daughter, this could be your niece, this could be your sister or your mother, right? So all of a sudden you're looking at the person instead of just hearing about a crime they may have committed, right? So you have that. And then you're also seeing how articulate they are and how knowledgeable they are and how much talent and potential they have. And I think when we see that, you know, listen, human beings by nature, we root for the underdogs, you know, and when we see that people have potential, we like those types of stories of people who come from nothing and make something out of themselves. And I would say that this is what these women are doing. So two things that we're really committed to doing as a company is one is it's educating businesses about how to kind of evolve their thinking so that they are willing to embrace candidates with a criminal past in order to kind of build a more equitable and inclusive global workforce. And there's real appetite for this, I want you to know, because we had a panel discussion last year with several CEOs who were second chance advocates, and it was the most widely attended event we had in our company's history. And it was, you know, virtual. But we're also committed to helping to end the stigma attached to this community. So one campaign we ran was kind of this hashtag see me, which challenged society to see female inmates for who they are today. And also the vast strides they're making behind bars to review their lives and to find and fill their human potential. We also had, which was a really incredible event, um, a TEDx experience at Perryville Prison in Arizona. And it was built around this theme, yeah, behind the curtain, beauty, brains, business, and beyond. And the goal of that too was to challenge people to look behind the curtain and to set aside any preconceived notions that they had, stereotypes, and to see people, places, and problems through a completely different lens. And as I said, you know, just these women coming out and sharing their stories and about how these continued investments in their future are empowering them to change their lives. And actually, one of the projects we have underway now is, well, let me back up. People are curious about our model, as you can imagine. Candidates looking for jobs, our clients, our partners, our customers, our, our prospects. So we take them out to the prison so they can see how these centers look, how they operate, meet with the women, usually in these small roundtables where the women share their stories, their journeys, what led them to prison, how their lives are different now. They're talking about the campaigns that they're working on. So you're really hearing the knowledge and the expertise that they have, you know, for the customers that they support. And when you, when you meet with them and you interact with them and you can hear their stories and ask them questions and you're engaging with them, the stigma of incarceration, it immediately starts to fade. And you're really seeing that you have more in common with this person than you, than you thought going in. So what we're doing is we're going to take these roundtables and we're actually going to build a digital experience on our website, one for greater transparency to get at, you know, people who are saying they're exploiting or whatever the case may be, or that these women aren't worthy of these opportunities, but just really a chance for, so anybody can go to our website and spend seven or eight minutes listening to the stories of these different women who make up the bulk of our workforce. And because we're hoping that it ends this idea that people who are incarcerated are somehow less than you or me, and they're more our equals. You know, and in many cases too, when, when you meet with these women, it's, you almost think to yourself, any one of us could find ourselves, could have found ourselves in prison for some of these same crimes you know, because none of us, no one's perfect. You know, we've all done things, but maybe we didn't get caught, you know, or we had better lawyers or whatever the case may be. We got a slap on the wrist. So yeah, it makes you see that when I think interacting with them, that 
wow, we're more alike than we are dissimilar. And it's very powerful. That does sound really compelling. And, and I'm, I'm talking about not just what you guys actually do, but the content. You know, I can see how being able to watch or listen to these discussions and hear directly from these women about what this means to them and their stories. That's powerful stuff. I mean, so different than the typical kind of content or messaging that you might get from a, you know, a B2B company offering like sales services or whatever. Like it's definitely not expecting that. And I can see how that's a competitive advantage from a content perspective too. I mean, that's content. If you do it the right way, that could really cut through and get people's attention. It's just so different. Right. And, and we have to balance it too, because we have to be careful not to go too much into our purpose that potential customers lose sight of what we really are and what we do, because we don't want to weaken or detract from the services that we're selling and the great work and support we can offer businesses. So it is kind of maintaining that balance. So it's always that leading with what it is we do and how we can drive business results and how we deliver exceptional services. And also we have this incredible team that's working with you, becoming an extension of your sales and marketing team. And by the way, you're helping them change their lives. I think a good example of that is your website. You know, I was just looking at it. I was just reviewing before we started recording. And it definitely foregrounds the services you offer, you know, and the value there. If you didn't dig deeper, you might not even know right away that like, oh, wait, there's this whole story beneath us or the people doing the work are women in prison. But it's there. That's there, too. So I can, yeah, that I can, I can see that how that's, well, part of a challenge for you, the delicate balance of that and, and weaving both of those elements into your brand, into your brand story. To, to your point, it is. It is a balance. If we lead with it, if we go too far into it, they'll think, you know, people could get confused and think we're a nonprofit. So we really need to maintain that balance between the business and purpose side of our work so that we don't undermine or overshadow uh, the value our services deliver for companies. Because as you said, we talked about it at the very beginning. We're a for-profit company, so we have to grow in order to provide more opportunities to women who are incarcerated. And that is ultimately our goal. That is what drives us. That is why I wake up every day. I mean, it's great to provide value to these businesses, but, you know, I also want to see more women be able to change their lives, not only for themselves, but for their families as well, for their children, and help break the cycle of incarceration for themselves. And then also generationally, because there is this idea of intergenerational incarceration, where if you have parents who are incarcerated, you're also 11 times more likely to be incarcerated. So we're working to end that. Really fascinating and just a, really cool. I mean, before before I met you and learned about the company, I, I, I had never heard about this before. Maybe there are other companies out there doing something similar. I just never had really thought about it or came across that. But uh, boy, what, what a great opportunity for these women who, you know, like you say, have been in and out of prison. And maybe sometimes what it takes is the right kind of opportunity to latch onto and to gain some actual skills and then, you know, give yourself a better chance of not, not returning to prison. Yeah, it is true. Uh, you know, there's a, you know, a saying, I'm sure you've heard of it, talent is everywhere, opportunity is not. That's what we're trying to change. I mean, we're a small company. We're hoping to accelerate the work that we're doing, but that's in large part too, why we're trying so hard to educate provide education in the business community because everybody benefits, you know, the more opportunities that people have to change their lives, the less crime we have in communities, communities can kind of rise up, poor communities can rise up. And it 
presents more opportunities for business to sell into different areas of the country, different areas of the world that normally just by nature, because they're high in crime or poverty or whatever, you have to avoid. So it benefits everyone, benefits the global economy. (laughs) You know, it's just, it's a good thing. But again, we have to get past this stigma that somehow these women and men either can't learn, they don't want to learn, they don't want to work, they want to just, you know, live these lives of crime. And, and that's just not the case. I don't think it is for anybody. Well, it's certainly not the case for, for the women who work with you. Like you said, it's kind of self-selecting, right? These are women who have decided like, okay, it's, I need to make a change and, and here's how I'm going to do it. So certainly, well, you guys are proof that it's certainly not everyone who ends up in prison is the same or has the same story or the same goals and the same you know, prospects when given an opportunity to show what they can do and succeed. Well, Kelly, thank you so much. Um, well, I guess lastly, how can how can people uh, find you and connect with you? Televerde is uh, www.televerde.com. I'm also active on LinkedIn. So uh, Kelly Valenciak. So I'd be happy to connect and talk more about purpose, marketing, second chances, diversity, all of that. So feel free to link in with me. Kelly, thank you so much uh, for sharing the story. It's really, it's pretty inspiring and just a really good story. And uh, thank you for your time and, and for sharing it with us. And thank you for having me. I appreciate it. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.